Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. Hi, I'm Louisa from LA Training Academy Creative Salon Success. I'm here today with Jane Bryan, and I'm really excited about this today. So hi, Jane. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for asking me. Oh, no problem. Uh, I think it's been a long time coming this far. It's been on the list of uh, my jobs to <laughs> get you on here for ages. Thank you. So are you happy just to introduce yourself and to tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do? Yes. Okay. So um, I moved to Spain on the 21st of January, 2020, oh, uh, to open up a training academy and a retreat. Um, and then we were fully booked and then obviously COVID hit. <laughs> so my story started many, in terms of how we ended up in Spain. Um, I had a salon in the UK, I've had many salons in the UK. I've got a very uh, award, sorry, a very well-known award-winning um, training academy. And we'd always wanted to move to Spain. We always thought we'd retire to Spain because we liked the heat. Yes. And then um, one day my husband was um, adding up all my pensions. I always say he was adding up my finances. No, he was adding up all my pensions. And because I come from a corporate background, obviously they were quite big. Um, and he said, you know what, if we cash all these in, we can buy somewhere in Spain. So we started looking probably around about June, July, maybe. Um, but, you know, I just thought, yeah, all right, we'll see. And then he started showing me more and more houses. And I thought, oh, okay. So we came up for recce in September I do believe um, and I wanted a cave house but because of my depression we stayed in a cave house for a week and I realized you don't have light so that doesn't really help with depression yeah no not very nice and warm <laughs> very warm but yeah no light um and then the area we were looking at it just didn't do it for me I just kept and then we came out for another recce maybe three weeks later and that was really weird because I saw a place that I loved it was beautiful inside absolutely beautiful but it was more English inside but I'm now on it so I had a walk-in wardrobe I had everything that I'd ever ever wanted being very yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but where the training rooms were it was going to be the old winery and distillery that needed a new roof and to get all the um and we wanted additional accommodation so he, they had built some accommodation but it had to be finished so when i added all that up new roof that it worked out to be a lot more money so then we, we found well we came to the house where we're in now and i just kept saying nothing's had curb appeal even this other one didn't have curb appeal nothing's got curb appeal and we ended up in this area and it was very mountainous and there's one house that was quite nice it was very unusual very quirky I would never have been able to leave it on my own because it literally was a mountain like that yeah that one's not happening and the swimming pool was right on the cliff edge not happening for me at all (laughs) (laughs) and then um he said right I've got one my house and I didn't really want to come and see this one but Pat did because it had a quirky bathroom we've we've gotted that bathroom now by the way um so we came off the road from the mountain road as we came down the drive well it's not really it's a road I went that's got herbic hill but then when we got in because it was like winter it was quite cold so I didn't quite know and it was very you can imagine a B&B in Blackpool okay. inside that was what it was like oh. but as we got here we thought God, this isn't just a training academy this is a retreat centre wow um, so it was my husband's 60th so I'd hired an apartment in Alicante so we drove back we drove to this apartment and as I got into the apartment I thought I can see a bit of vision now I can see how I can turn this into what I want so we put in the offer very cheeky offer my husband going no 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 that's too cheeky I said we've got to start somewhere mm-hmm. anyway so on his birthday yeah so we saw it on his 60th 
60th birthday. I always say that was the best present he's ever had. <laughs> then on the Monday, we were flying home. We are at the airport, put the offer in, and the guy said, well, it's a bit low. And I said, that's it. That's all I'm prepared to do. Pat's going, no, 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 we're going to lose it. So it's been on the mark. It's with the house. It was too big for a Spanish house, too big yeah, for Spanish to buy, too big for English to buy. And I was upping it up by 5,000. And then I said, that's it. That's my ceiling. And then I said, but I need to know by the end of today. So I said, just getting on the flight. I land at half past four. Tell me at half past four, telling me I've got the house. I've been I'm not normally this assertive, but I'm really, really assertive. Um, so we landed. Oh no, the man, the pilot, decided to fly around the whole of England, clearly. So we didn't <laughs> land at half past four. So there was this message saying, hi Jane, we're almost there. I thought, oh, okay, I'll phone you first thing in the morning. So um, he phoned me back and he said, well, you know, the man wants to sell, but the woman doesn't want to sell at that price. And I said, oh, and before, before this, I had another phone call about the other house that I liked and they'd brought their price down by about 25,000. So that would have meant I could have got the roof. I could have um, done, done the bedrooms as well with that. Um, and the problem with that one is, well, the good thing about that one was I had a restaurant nearby. So if Pat ever had to come back or was out working, I had company. Where we are now, we're in the middle of nowhere. So I went, no, this other house, I don't need that house really. This other house has come back. I love it. Da, 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 da. Um, I said, I'm not taking, I'm not putting the money up. So then they came back and they said, yeah, it's yours. So we flew back on the, so we'd come back on the Monday, flew back on the Friday. Because in Spain, once you put your deposit down, if they pull out, they've got to pay double the price. Like, well, I just want to get me money down. So on the Friday, we could only get one flight out. And everybody said, you won't get to the Notaria, which is uh, where you lodge everything. You won't get there in time because your flight, you know, by the time you get the car, I'll get there. Do not worry about that. I got there. I got there with 15 minutes there. Um, and that was it. So literally, we decided to move to Spain and we bought in Spain. We moved in Spain all within three months. Wow. Talk about law of attraction at its best there. Once we made that decision, every single decision I made was, is that going to get me closer to or further away from Spain? And I, I turned down so many opportunities during that time because I was sure I was going to get here. And then, you know, with COVID, everybody says, do you think it was the right move? And I know it is the right move. I know it's going to work. Yeah. Just a pesky little thing called COVID got in the way. Yes, the minor detail. But at least you've been able to, I know it has been a little bit difficult because you've been sort of like isolated in your village, haven't you? But at least you've been insane and it's been a lot nicer weather most of the time. Most the... of the time, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, last week it was freezing, but this week we're up to 70 again. So I'm oh, happy. Oh, yeah, gosh, yes. It's a bit, well, it's raining here and it's a bit dull and dismal and grey. So mm. you're winning. <laughs> winning. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a hell of a journey. And uh, you've got a lot of experience in the beauty industry, haven't you? Yes. Yes, so I mean, I started off. I mean, my background is I, I was in corporate world, had two nervous breakdowns, and came away from that corporate world because obviously that was I knew that was the trigger, so I had to walk away. Um, and I'd set up, I'd moved away, I'd set up my own agency, and it went. You know, my first job in that agency twenty something years ago, day one I opened was worth a million pounds. So in that day, a million pounds was a lot of money. So no matter what I did, I was being successful, but it was it wasn't really good for my mental health. So I, I retired from that industry, quite wealthy, yeah. retired. I lost all in this industry but there we go <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't really know what to do and my husband was a masseur and he'd always wanted to do traditional wet shaving okay so it was a dying art so we couldn't find a trainer and then anyway this guy called Daniel Ruart and he was the um, French barber to the stars I got hold of him and he told me how much and I remember I'm rich in these days he told me how much I nearly fell off my chair um but I knew it was something my husband wanted to do and the guy said I'll train two of you like, okay I'll come along oh no I'll take a friend and then Pat said why don't you come 
done this vision of restaurant, shopping in London, lovely hotel. Oh my God, I cried every day. We we worked from, oh, eight o'clock in the morning to about nine o'clock at night. And I thought I'd be working on balloons like you do. But when he said, Daniel said, oh, come upstairs, Jane, here's your first client. I'm going, where's the balloon? Where's the real life, real life person? And I think with men, it's a little bit easier because, you know, they're probably used to blade or they've had a wet shave before, so they know what to do. Well, I'd never used a flipping blade in my life before. So after that, um, I thought, oh, what can I do to add value? So I thought, oh, I'll just go off and do my level two. I hated it because, um, you know, you have to do things that are, really don't interest me. I mean, I love my nails, although I've had them taken off because of COVID. But I can't file and I can't polish. Um, and it isn't, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not my mindset. I know it's not my mindset. I'm just not that way inclined. Um, don't really like waxing. Um, so the only thing I really enjoyed was the um, facial bit of it. So then I thought, hmm, I had loads of fears from my nervous breakdowns. And one of them was feet. I could have been physically sick looking at feet. So I booked myself on a reflex, a year-long reflexology course. And then I added on more and more courses. So I was probably the most qualified person doing nothing because I was petrified <laughs> of people. And I wouldn't even pick up the phone. And that's how nervous I was. Wow. Um, and then my friend was a dentist and she was a, a homeopathic dentist. And she was doing Botox and fillers. So she asked me to go and do a skin consult for her one afternoon a week and think get a branding that would lengthen the life of the Botox and fillers. And that's where it started. And then that became full time. And I had to leave there because one of the receptionists was pretty nasty and um, she was upsetting all my clients so yeah that one had to go um, and then I opened up a spa and lost all the money um, and then <laughs> And then I came back. <laughs> and in the end, I decided everybody was making money off of me. And the only one who wasn't making any money was moi. And by this time, I had run my reserves down quite low. So Jane really needs to stop getting out of, stop it being more of a hobby and doing everyone favours to actually making it a business. So I made that decision in the end to um, come home, open up a home salon because I had quite a big house. And then went from there. And then I started my training oh, many years ago because in my pharmaceutical days, I was a trainer to the to the sales force. Okay. Um, and people kept saying, you know, you explain things so well because I dumb things down I talk like I would to a consumer when I when I speak to other people I'm so oh, okay what's all this about then so I got my petals in those days it's now AET started working for another trainer didn't like her started working with another trainer I felt that the manuals weren't in enough depth for me so then I set up on my own and opened up as Hampshire Holistic and Beauty Academy and by now you know I've got a bit of a name in the industry by a group of people that I you know I was running a group and a lot of people said oh can we come and train be your trainer and I just said no I'm crap at managing don't want any that. daughter got pregnant I had to pull her out of her job she was in hospitality because um yeah they, the baby wouldn't survive with the things they were asking her to do I thought well I can't just give her money I've got to get her to do something so I said oh well you, you have the training academy you set it all up for me um and then we go from there she did really well we had to change the name because I had trainers all around the UK we recorded Jane Brown Beauty Training after I paid lots of marketeers many many pounds come up with the name we ended up with that one um and then she had the baby and she didn't want anything else to do with it so I ended up with a company that was very very successful that I didn't really want in the first place <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so I struggled on with that for about two years um, alongside my own client and then uh, mental health started to decline again so I'm a great believer if you do what you're good at and you'd farm out the rest. And my best friend, she was a PA. I had to be able to trust someone. My problem is I don't trust many people because I've been stabbed too many times in the back. I get um, that, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, so it had to be someone I really trusted. So um, we had many a conversation. Um, in the end, we said, yeah, she'd come on board. But if the business got in, in between our friendship, then the business would go and our friendship would come in. So she started off with the idea of processizing me because everything was in my head. So if I got run over, there would be no business. Mm -hmm. So she did all of that. And then as the team expanded, and I don't 
like managing the team over to you. So Tracy really runs Jane Bryan Beauty Training. I just sit here and write manuals. So that's my role now. And you said it's about doing what you're good at and yeah, what definitely. you enjoy. And I must admit, I, I do get that. I can do nails, but it's not my passion at all. I don't get any enjoyment. I get the enjoyment from the client, but I don't get the enjoyment from physically doing the treatment. And I was yeah. a bit guilty saying it. I don't. And oh so yeah, if you if that's what you're good at, you, you like you yeah. say, you just stick to that. I mean, um, I love massage. So I mean, yeah, I was called, called the skin queen. I don't know what my clients call me, the skin queen or something. <laughs> I loved massage, but because I've got a crumbling spine, I had to give up the massage. So I can yeah. still teach it because I stand up, do a bit of a move, sit back down again. So that's how I still get my massage buzz. Yeah, got to do what we have to do to get it, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Obviously, you have been in the industry for so many years and you've seen it change. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I shared the other day and everything that I say, you have to remember, my mouth goes engages before the brain does. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, this industry, you know, we've got to come back from COVID, leaner, meaner, sharper. And I don't mean meaner being nastier, but our businesses have got to be, you know, sharp. You know, we can't afford to run a salon unless we're pricing correctly. And I, and I said the other day, with kindness and love, you're going to have two different, for me, you're going to have two different types of businesses. You're going to have the backstreet girls, and there's nothing wrong with that. Who are more concerned about bums on seat and not really that concerned about quality or pricing. And then you're going to have the other side or the home salons or the mobile therapists that know what their strengths are, play to those strengths and just specialise in those. And those are the ones that are going to command the, command the price. Uh, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I remember after the first lockdown, people were actually thinking your group as well. People were actually saying, what offers is everybody going to put on when we go back? And I know you were thinking, and I was thinking like, what, why do we need to put offers on? People are screaming for us to go yeah. back to work. And yeah. I think it's certain people's mentality is in the heel that they've always got sort of an offer on you've got two types of people sometimes like those people that are so passionate about the industry that they almost forget it's a job probably a bit like yourself you were doing it more as a bit of a hobby and not treating it as a business and then we feel yeah. guilty for treating it as a business but then you've got the other people who think it's a really lucrative industry and like you said just bums on seats get as many people in but they're not really yeah. again they're not using the business head no. actually stuck and why you say that it's really interesting my husband's been speaking to a lot of therapists because he was my main trainer we were one of the first ones to bring out dermaplane and we train it very different Apparently, because we don't know how others train it, very differently from anyone else. Where was I going with this one? Oh yeah, so he's spoken to loads and loads of, you know, we were, he was flying all over the world um, doing demoplaning, especially in England, where when we were, uh, when he asked people, um, I can't remember what question he'd asked, most salons do not perceive, or therapists do not perceive themselves to be business owners, even if they own a salon. I'm it's a therapist. Crazy, and you're a business owner. Yeah. When I say someone's an entrepreneur, they go, oh no, I'm not an entrepreneur, I've only got a salon. Yeah. I know, but you're a business owner and you're the visionary and you're thinking ahead all the time, which means you are an entrepreneur of, of some sort <laughs> it's yeah, crazy yeah. how people like to do things almost I think you know, we don't get taught that do we at college no, I think we should do um, I agree it's one thing that's missing is the business side isn't it so you can't blame people for coming mm. out I know myself when I came out of college believe it or not I was kind of using college as my pricing structure because there was literally no salons I was one of the first salons to open it but just just beauty in my area so I was kind of going on college as prices where was the mentality there when I'd look back no one I was busy. <laughs> you know we've all I think you know us older therapists that have been around for a bit we've all made those mistakes and that's what I tell people you know we've been there yeah. but you know you should be learning from us because don't repeat the same mistakes that we did yeah. in this industry there are a group of people quite a few that come from college who feel that they know it all but you don't because let's be honest college isn't that great in education no, or the college now it's changed even more yeah, yeah. It, it's not great so they go out and they're not going to work for you know they're not going to become an employee because they're too good to be an employee and then <laughs> 
all of a sudden they want to go from A to Z without putting in the legwork. And it's just mm. like, that's why they fail as well. It just doesn't work like that, does it? It's, you know, I often say, like, use my language, I often say it is bloody hard work. Our job, it's not that easy ride that I think it's perceived to be sometimes. It's yeah. really, really not. And when you're trying to run a business, do the treatments and make sure everything's, you know, running smoothly, as well as then thinking of your next step and your next week and making sure yeah. you've got clients through the door, there's a lot more to it, isn't there, than what people sometimes give it credit for. There is. And I think in our industry, we have the, what's the word, a lot of the therapists don't really think strategically. It's all short term. What's in my diary next week? What's in my yeah. diary the following week or that month? Yeah. What's happening to your business in a year? Mm. Let's talk about that. And they, that's a little bit outside their comfort zone. Definitely. I often talk about um, what, how much money do you want to take? And people will often say, I'd be happy with. And I'm like, no, what, not what you're happy with. I know what you can live on, but what mm. do you want your business to be? And they don't really see themselves as an employee of their own business, even if they're not limited. They yeah. just see themselves as you know as long as I make my wage and cover my treatment costs I'm okay but they've missed mm. the bigger picture of your holiday pay you've got yeah. to account for your building costs everything your insurance everything that goes with it they're not even thinking about that when they're thinking about their price so right. they can charge £15 for nails because they've not thought it through but then they end up saying I'm so busy but then I've not, I've not really got any profit at the end of it I don't know why and you think mm. I've just taken a, um, an email from somebody who wants to do uh, specific training. Unfortunately, there's some trainers out there that think that they can go back on the 8th of March because they're a training provider. No, you can't. So anyway, she was saying, so what would you charge them for this treatment? I went, I don't know. Said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I don't know what you would charge for this treatment. I don't know what your overheads are. I don't know what your hourly rate is. Um, I don't know what brand you're going to be using. So no, I can't answer that question. I can answer what I used to charge when I was in Winchester, but you need to go away and do your own figures. But they don't perceive it that you know we did during lockdown one i did boost your sales challenge and um, where i was coming on every day and then giving a workbook and um one's all about pricing and you know i say when do you yeah how did you decide on your prices and generally i could figure out yeah see what everyone else is doing around you ask a friend or even worse ask on facebook you know they've yeah. never done accurate costings and then you know when i say to people what's your profit margin what's your annual overhead you know no wonder you're not making any money you know it is very much people need to know the figures very Definitely. much in the industry people feel guilty though do you find that, that people feel guilty for almost in what they as if they feel greedy you know you don't go to tesco's and say i'm not paying this it's too much can you can, can you give me a discount no bloody well can't yeah. and unfortunately our industry caves in people ask for a discount roll over yeah whatever i'll do it for free if you want i mean that's you know taking it to the, uh, the nth degree but yeah we are a bit of a, a, a softie in this industry is that because people don't perceive that they run a business maybe maybe i sometimes feel a bit uh, not to go all uh, deep and meaningful but i sometimes feel a bit like devalued you know like why on earth would a customer come in and say, oh, well, that's a little bit expensive. Don't you think it should be this much? When they've got no idea of your earnings, mm. your costings, anything. You know, if I went to a supermarket and something was too expensive that week, so I thought, I'm not paying that. I just wouldn't have it. I wouldn't go to the counter and argue with it. I'd just walk past it and go, well, we're not having that this week. It's got, it's a bit pricey. It's like, yeah, meat in Spain is really expensive. I didn't realise, well, the area we live in. So I fancied land the other day. So it's in this, um, I go over in this shop that's a bit between Marks and Spencer's and Waitrose. So it's more expensive. And they wanted 15 euros for two bits of lamb. And I thought, what are you doing? I'm paying for 15 <laughs> euros for two bits of lamb. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it is, it's very strange that we are in this industry, the way that we just cave. And you know, yeah. it's just when people start out, got to go in cheap. And I said, you know what? If you go in cheap, you have got a big leap to make when you want I to go in the prices. And one of my friends once said to me a couple of years ago, and I never ever thought of this. She said, why do people, when they launch a new treatment, put it on a special offer what do you think that says to it uh, to the customers oh I don't think it's any good so here we go put it on a special offer yeah. I never thought of it that way I yeah. never thought of it like that either and I know a lot of people
people do an introductory offer, but then all you're telling that client is, if you can do it for £40 mm-hmm. on an introductory offer, why are you now going to charge me 50 or 60 yeah. well, I have people that say to me all the time, oh, until I get good though, well, when do you consider yourself good? If yeah. you've passed college and you've got clients and you've got experience and people are booking in, you must be good enough, otherwise they mm-hmm. wouldn't be booking. And some of the trainers in this industry, I mean, don't even get me started on that, but a lot of them were doing reduced prices. I mean, I did a couple, um, you know, LED, because I know I'd get a load of people on the LED. Yeah. So I know that I'd make my money if I reduce the price. But a lot of people have reduced all their prices. So my husband and I both think, you know what, would any therapist go back to that salon when they put the prices up to the real thing? Because well, if you can do it that cheap during lockdown, you can do it that cheap um, thereafter. So it isn't just, um, you know, the salons that are undercharging. I think, you know, I think we're really badly paid in the industry in terms of I training. I agree. I think that's a new thing now, isn't it? There's that many trainers oh, God, yeah. popping up left, right and centre. And- got, no, got no experience. I've got at least the six months. I mean, we've got people... I had somebody, she'd come on our dermaplane and Pat trained her, had her de- our dermaplaning course. So with all of our courses, you have to do case studies. So she wasn't qualified, she, therefore she wasn't insured. When I looked on her social media, um, the day after the training, so Pat trained her on a Monday, on Tuesday she was training at her salon. What? Yeah. And she wasn't even qualified either. No. Wow. Then another one of my clients, she's a student, she came to me and she had to redo all of her training she'd done with a particular company because it, I mean, it was bad. And then um, she'd done plasma. So there was another girl on the call. So she said, we couldn't work on anyone because it wasn't a proper plasma pen. So it was too, even with numbing cream, it was too painful. And so she said, the girl that was with me didn't even touch skin with the plasma because we weren't allowed because it was just too painful. She was teaching that the next day. Listen, I mean, how can you? How can you? I just don't I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, you could train eyelash extensions because you're certified. But I've got three certificates and I've never put a lash on a lash. I wouldn't dream of training. I mean, I used to be really good at threading. I've lost my skill. I wouldn't dream of training in threading anymore. Yeah. You know, let someone else that does it. Well, we've all lost our touch. I'm, I know we have. <laughs> but, you know, I'm never, ever going to get as fast as I was yeah. with threading anymore. Let yeah. someone else do it. And I just don't know how these girls got the balls to do it. I'd be like sweating. <laughs> and, uh, do you know I once heard um, locally to me aesthetics I know that's another subject of mm. beauty doing aesthetics but anyway this girl who I know she was she got trained uh, in aesthetics with somebody and then there was a big hoo-ha on it turns out that this girl who trained her wasn't even trained in the first place and qualified <gasps> to teach and this girl didn't know and had been going around you know doing the treatments and I was just I was horrified I just thought oh my gosh you know mm. I mean it's bad enough doing uh, you know general beauty but then aesthetics where you're actually doing needles and things I don't know yeah. how that even got passed or how that I happened. always say you know if you're thinking of working with a trainer ask to see their certificates then you're yeah. going to see how long they've been doing it for ask to see their teacher's qualification Definitely. see how long they've been doing it for Somebody, um, um, people are shy people are shy they don't want to do it and I think but then I think you're the one that you're paying the money out so make sure you're getting what you're paying for um, yeah. ABT rang, uh, emailed me in the first lockdown I think it was and just said oh we've had somebody email just to check your qualifications and you are in insured with us and what have you and you know at first I thought oh, how rude but then I thought <laughs> no actually I'm glad because I've got nothing to hide yeah. check me out that's fine and I kind of thought oh I think I did a post on it saying please check me out please go on to ABT please blah 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 whatever I actually thought you know it's good that ABT actually did that as well with students you need to check because this industry is ridiculous 
to me, if a course is accredited with someone, as long as it, you know, they've done their checks, and let's be honest, not all of them do. No. Um, as long as they've done their checks, an accredited course should be recognised by any insurance company. Absolutely. So, you know, I always say, our terms and conditions say, it is your responsibility to check yeah. if your insurance company will insure you. And then we, we always get, oh, will my company, will my insurance, I don't know, phone them up. And I pull quite a few girls up in this industry where they say, uh, fully insurable. I said, you can't say that. You cannot say that at all. Yeah. And you actually, you could be done by the advertising standards authority for saying that they, they cannot be substantiated yeah. Um, so yeah always check whoever you go with ask for their, their certificates so you can see how long they've been doing that treatment for and then what was the other thing always check with your insurance that they're going to accept that I mean some of the big names in this industry you know let's talk Beauty Guild or Babtech or whatever uh, Salon Gold they're really stuck in the like 60s in what they're keeping you know oh no we don't recognise that call cool planning. hello hello what are you chatting about I think like you said with the, um, with the people doing cheaper training it encourages people to sort of think oh I'll have a change of career or I'll do this how did we all go to college for years to come and just do that in a day I do feel that some of my courses like if they I try and make sure they are already a therapist before they come on my courses if they're not I don't allow those people to come on my courses with other therapists. I have to do a separate one because for me, I just need to know that I've done a good job, feel that they are adequately trained just in case they are going to go into the industry or whether they're just doing it for a hobby. That's fine. It is quite frightening when people are just offering all these online cheap courses. And I do wonder how you can do online courses on a practical thing like lash extensions, for example, that is just practice after practice after practice. And I think you need someone there guiding you because it's very technical, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I had to change my stance online training mm -hmm. my accreditation company in lockdown two i think but you know you can train all your courses online i went yeah i don't believe in that and then in lockdown three girls were like saying come on jane you've got to be able to offer me something yeah i thought right okay so that we do selective courses i mean like we did gua sha works amazing over zoom because the girls do it on themselves then they i know i wanted to do that and i didn't have the blinking stone so that's uh, awesome next one's the, um, <laughs> next one's when is it 30th of march 8 30 and then the 19th of march about 11 or 12 okay I'll have the next one you can do that I I, I was always anti I, I just oh, I can't teach facial reflexology but you have to be quite precise so I thought, actually you don't so I did it with a girl in Spain because we were in lockdown and then two other girls said oh can I come on and they said yeah I loved it so I think you know I have had to change my mind it's about being responsible isn't it as a trainer yeah, and doing the courses yeah. that can be done online because yeah. there's plenty that can be yeah. and you can demonstrate and like you like a lot of people won't actually do any follow-up or won't you know once you've trained that's it you're done whereas I, I know you if somebody approached you afterwards you, you'd guide them and it's about the follow-up sometimes as well isn't it? yeah and then we have case studies on all of our, co our yeah. anyway um and then when I get the case studies you know people sit there and think you know you do have those training encounters where you get that certificate as you walk through the door and I said <laughs> no you know most people are in tears I mean I've had, I'm training tomorrow and quite a few are in tears with the home study they said can't find the answers I said all the answers are in the manual it's an yeah. open book go and find them um and I've had them in tears I work on gua sha because that's quite a difficult one because I'm a cow but you know and then on the, you know when I get the case studies back in it's not an automatic pass you know I'm to and from and even with a basic you know the normal facial qualification where there's no before and after photos because you know when we're doing just a, a hands-on facial what can you tell not a lot really yeah before and after but you know if you don't give me a full skin analysis therefore you're not competent enough to pass that you're not competent enough to um, have a, a certificate if you're
you're not using the right products on someone for their skin type, you're not competent then to have a, a, a certificate. You know, they might have done their five case studies and they submit them, but then they might have to go and do another five. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of my trainers think I'm too harsh. And I just say, I don't care whether you think that's my name on that certificate. And I want girls out there that I'm proud. And men, sorry, I shouldn't exclude them. I want people out there that I'm proud of to have my certificate with. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you um, totally. I think it's, like you say, it's your name on the certificate, your name above the door, so to speak, that you want yeah. to know that when they're trained with you, um, you've done a good job and you're not letting just every Tom, Dick and Harry go out into industry and claim that they're qualified. And like you said, I think that is sometimes, don't get me wrong, some of those people work hard and they're doing it for all the genuine reasons. So I'm not saying for one minute that everybody is this kind of person, but like you said, it's, it's sometimes it's those kind of people that just see a little bit of money, bums on seat and then charge little prices. And it mm. makes it difficult then, like going back to nails, nail extensions, I think now it's so hard to charge what they're worth because yeah. this I mean, is in my, my nail tech, she used to come to my home. She used to travel 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. And what she would charge was ridiculous. I never, you know, I'm one of these that you tell me a price and if I think you're undercharging, you'll get what I think you're worth. Yeah. So I used to tip her every time £25 because yeah. she was worth that additional amount of money. Yeah. And then my mum started to have her nails done. Then it made it a little bit uh, more cost effective for her. And then I said, you know what? You're darting all round bloody Hampshire doing these appointments. Give me your diary. And I sat down and mapped her out a route. So Monday, you're here Tuesday you're there so I streamlined her business but yeah I think you know she just said well a lot of people who are mobile go yeah but I'm mobile and what and what you've got your car you've got you can't do as many appointments as someone can do at salon or at home we need to take all these you know you should be the same price if not more expensive it's also the luxury of someone coming into your home you don't have to go anywhere yeah. my nails I wanted her to come to me because I was so busy yeah. that you know if I'd gone by the time I'd driven to Winchester sat and waited they were always running late you know that was half a day yeah. I don't have half a day to waste. Whereas if I'm having a facial, I'd rather go out to have my yes. facial. Whereas a massage, I'd rather have my massage at home because then I can just chill out. So it does yeah. depend on what I'm having. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, nothing fine. I roll off your massage bed into your own bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, don't mention massage. Oh, I've got a beautiful massage couch in the UK. Couldn't get it over before Brexit and now we obviously can't get it over. Oh, it was wide. It was long. It, it was electric. It did everything. It was heated. I'm so gutted. So gutted. Oh. There we go back to your retreat it's very exciting mm. when you are going to be able to actually open because I do see some of your lives in the morning and evening and the sunsets and sunrises and just you I can't even visualize where you are as in your house because it just looks so oh it goes on for yeah I haven't shown everyone the whole house yet yeah I'm just <laughs> like wow it just this place just looks incredible it just um so yeah how long do you think it'll be before you can start your retreats forget COVID I just mean in general like, yeah what's your I mean yeah, we're ready to go as and when oh. people are allowed to fly and I think you know unless people are lying to me um you know we've got a lot of people that want to come over and we're introducing um learn and leisure so a lot of people just want to train with me and i said you know what my trainers are good as me uh, but no they want to come over see me have a bit of holiday and learn so we're doing learn and leisure because i'm a law of attraction coach we're going to be doing some law of attraction um because we only want um might sound a bit rude we only want people over for a short time <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's just, um, I mean, we will have longer stays, but, um, yeah, most of the stuff that we're, we're thinking about, you fly in on a Friday and you go home on a Tuesday, um, because then two of your days are weekends and you're not taking that many days off. So, yeah, I mean, it is such a shame because it is such a beautiful place. And um, I just want to be open to stop spending money because, like, when we originally came, we were supposed to open in March. We would never have been open in March. So, I mean, I had to have only bedroom bathrooms, one, two. Well, we ended up putting more bathrooms in. Yeah. So, I said, one, two, three, four, five six 
So we had seven new bathrooms put in, started the kitchen. That was, I mean, you know, that was a bit of a, an expense that I could have done without. Or, yeah, I just wanted the kitchen. And now I don't really like it. But anyway, let's <laughs> go there. And then, oh, what was next? What was, oh, I needed the jacuzzi. So that okay. came. I've been in it for, well, I've been in it more than three times, maybe five. And then, oh my God, we've had loads done. What, what else do we have done then? Oh, then we've had the big, my daughter's getting married here in uh, next year, in oh. September. And because it's a week, a week wedding, we don't just do day wedding. It's a week wedding um and actually on the ceremony day it's going well yeah it will be really hot and when we're eating um we, we were going to hire a marquee but um the marquee was going to cost as much as this permanent structure that we've had built so we had that built we had all the electrics redone we've had all the water relayed that we have to do then we had the courtyard outside redone that was a very expensive job but it looks beautiful um, and then next week hopefully my pool gets emptied and have that retiled and then that's it i mean there's loads of other stuff that's gone on they're the main things yeah. the land is going to be never ending because we have got a lot of land so like on this side of the house uh, we've got uh, where all the grapes were the vines were so that's all terraced so we can have an orchard there and then we've got all down there it's if we have like an afflecchia which is the stream down from the mountain right um so we can have bridges put over that and then we've got the water station which is the irrigation water so i'm going to have that all uh make grass and then have tables and chairs up there and then a bit lower down we're making that into um, a caved area or might not be able to afford that bit some kind of sanctuary area so there's oh, going to be loads of places like that you can go. i was opening up as a treatment center as well but i decided to knock that on the head okay. on i spoke to my coach um, i've got a couple of coaches the one in switzerland you just said jen you're too busy yeah and in, in my own spain it's quite poor um so if you think facial reflex uh, facial acupuncture in england would be about 100 pound maybe more yeah 25 here that is what i'm against and then the english expats really would prefer to <laughs> yes so um I they haven't really got the money either i just sat there and thought yeah actually oh you know it would be hard for me it, i'm starting again in a new country yeah um and the people i need to attract are the wealthy spanish on the outskirts i can't speak the language right. i'm getting better but i can't speak the language i mean i've got to go and see my local gp so i'm now on officially on the uh, medical system as well and skin cancer i think I've got a little bit more skin cancer Ooh. so in my translator i put in i've had um basal cell carcinoma i think i've got some more then again, i said to my husband oh look basal cell carcinoma in spain is exactly the same as basal cell carcinoma <laughs> in england so I, I, actually put, I put transfer for again uh, translate from english to english it doesn't say basal oh. in spanish <laughs> So I'm going to have to write this all out. So thank God for Google Translator. That's all yeah. I mean. But the system here is really good. When you get on the healthcare system, it is really good. And like to get a referral to hospital doesn't take long at all. I'll probably get referred this week. Oh, fingers crossed that they uh, get you seen ASAP. Yeah, it's, I thought it's, it's this bit here. I kept looking oh, okay. at it. I'm thinking this looks a little bit pale, and then it starts to scab over, which is what because that's where my original bit were. Right. Was. And then I've got bits on my back as well. Oh, um, but you know when we were young, we weren't told. We didn't know about SPF, did we? We used to put baby oil all over us and we yeah. thought got away with it yeah <laughs> no we didn't did we <laughs> Gosh, it, it just comes back to that education education doesn't it and yeah if only yeah. we knew what we know now <laughs> yes definitely there'd be spf all over me <laughs> yeah oh your place just sounds idyllic i'm just already visualizing and thinking oh what can i go over for i love a bit of law of attraction and i can oh, learn yeah. things and, and i just want to sit in these idyllic spots and co-host retreat so um you know yoga um pilates i mean we can, we also can get all of these because we've got a big network here now as well yeah. so um, we can also get all 
all these things. And the yoga's upstairs. We've got a massive veranda and it looks all over the mountain. Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. do you know when you open, it's going to be some amazing pictures, isn't there? Do you know, like, yes. I could just see it now. Oh, we're having the, uh, now that most of the work's done, I might wait for the pool to be done. I'm paying a photographer. We were going to have um, one of those aerial photographers, you know, on a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a drone thing or something. Yeah, but he hasn't got his um, pilot license. You have to have a pilot license to, to fly one of them. Yeah, he's got okay. an English pilot license, but his Spanish one hasn't come through. So then he's oh, come okay. to one of those 365, so you press a button, and then you can look around the rooms to see what they're like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, we're having that done. So it was supposed to be this week, but I think now because of the pool, I'll put it all back, then the pool's going to look even more amazing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, sounds perfect. And then there's me in my salon, which I love, but I have to make do with a CC instead of the actual <laughs> so are you yeah. looking forward to opening uh, yes yes i am yeah i've been working on my spa a bit while we've been closed i'm actually having some photos done tomorrow of that so hopefully that'll just show off how nice it is not quite the same as where you are but you know it's nice i've quite enjoyed being doing like a lot of online training and my skincare and stuff so i've quite enjoyed that side of it having a bit of a break from salon world when we went into lockdown one people realized you know they sunk everything into their business emotionally and had left their family to the side again oh it's really nice to reconnect with my family and I said to my husband that ain't gonna last long and it didn't and I said and everyone's gonna turn on each other and they did and then somebody posted last night you know oh you know I'm gonna be really flat out blah 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 I said mind your mental health mm -hmm. and just be you're in control of your diary your clients aren't in control of your diary and just take it easy yeah but I want to take the money when I can and I said oh my god you're all gonna go back into that yeah. same mental state and it's not good you can't sustain that you know I've got the t-shirt many times over <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to not you want to go with like like you said the money and they want to get it in because they've been without it for so long and I get it but you've got to have some control haven't you and just think yeah. do you know what no um, it's not everything I think if nothing else lockdown has proved that money isn't everything I know we need it uh, yeah. but it isn't everything and actually how much do you need to live the lifestyle that you want yeah we've all got dreams and stuff and if you've got like you said good mental health it's you know priceless and it is, you, you, it's true you know you can live quite frugally I mean like, I used to go out for meals all the time but I haven't been out for a meal with fellow line. Yeah, we have been out for the odd meal, but you know, because we've been more in lockdown than out of lockdown because they let us out and then we have to go back in again. Yeah. You know, so my going out budget has <laughs> seriously been reduced. So it just proves that you don't need all of that. And my only concern is when I do feel more confident because at the moment I'm not very confident about going out because I'm desperate to go home and see my grandchildren oh, of so I just think if I go near someone and they've got it that's knocking me back god if I was in the UK I'd be having my vaccine today oh. last week oh, um, wow. so yeah we've just got to wait for our vaccines here and then because um, no you can't really fly in or out of Spain at the moment and, but at least now I've got my residencia so if I'd left before my residencia even though it was in the system they weren't letting you back in wow. so I couldn't go out and then now obviously um, because of my nose and um, or the cancer I've got very deviated septum so I can't have the swab up my nose either that's oh. a slight problem yeah. if you have to do it this side but not this I'll, I'll be knocking them out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I just need that vaccine and then and the flights to be running and then yes, at well. least I can come home when do they think they'll be having the vaccine there then well it's here I mean we've had um, in the nearest town all box vaccinated the elderly and then they vaccinated the elderly in my little village um, and then they've now put in the group. So Pat will be a priority because he's over 16, he's asthma. Right. And then I'm in the fourth group down up. Yeah, I'll be four groups down. But if they do it for village, it'd be pretty sick. We ain't got that many people in our village. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when we've been in lockdown, people said, God, you know, you must have a lot in your village, but it's a number per thousand, uh, per hundred thousand head, isn't it? So although we only had 18 at its worst, bear in mind we ain't got many people in our village. Um, and then when we brought it down to three and then it went up to five, that's when we went into lockdown again. It's just, oh, oh, God, hey. oh it's, it's just been, I think that's been mentally exhausting. Like just having to process that in lockdown, we're out of lockdown, we're in lockdown. That's, yeah. It's just hard. In Is it, you know, in, in Spain, we're lucky in that you wear your mask, whatever. And we've always worn our mask, whatever. Um, so I think that's a bit different from the UK. But mind you, we went out on Friday to sign some paperwork. Got out of the car. We had to park a, a little way from away. Got to the shop where we were meeting them, the coffee shop. <gasps> we haven't got a mask. Um, so luckily, my husband carries two masks in his pocket. So there we go. We're all Bless right. you. Oh, there's nothing. It's so frustrating, isn't it? We're like, no, I haven't got a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and over here, it's a big fine. If, oh, wow. If, you, yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't want a big fine. Not over here. Well, and they have gum as well. You don't want to be stopped oh, by no, them. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so we, as we were going to get this paperwork done, um, like we live on the mountain road. So there was a quite a bad car crash. No one was dead. There was no ambulance or whatever. So they're both okay. So anyway, it was an English driver in a Spanish car, but obviously had forgotten which side of the road they needed to drive on. So in England, like we were stuck there and they're going, come on, come on. So you've literally got to have half the car coming off the mountain. Pass it. Come on, come on. And I'm going, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Because in England, this whole mountain would be closed. And they're asking us, come on, come on. We had cars behind us. So we had to, come on, come on. I was just going, I'm not looking. I'm no, not looking. <laughs> So yeah, it's very different um, between yeah when they when they repair the roads over here, nothing yeah nothing like it is at home. So. <laughs> Oh, good in some ways, but then not in others. <laughs> not in others, no. Because the bit of the mountain that the car was almost hanging off of to my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, like it's gonna help, but we try. So yeah. oh Jane, I've loved speaking to you. I just stay uh, it's been so good and oh I just want to come out to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be on that first flight. One of my friends is really suffering from mental health, and I just said, Look, if I could afford a private flat plane, I would bring you over here. Oh it's so hard when you're stuck away from you know i can't help her because yeah. i'm here but hopefully i keep touching base with her and every day she's sitting well, every day the story's not great but she just said that just that you're reaching out to me and it is it's mental health has been seriously impacted by this it lockdown. really has and, and like you say just reaching out to people like, yeah. like friends and stuff just to yeah there's nothing you can do and that's awful because you feel like you're sort of like not delivering on your friendship but you know you can't yeah. you can't do it can you uh, but checking in is still is what they need and it so me and my membership group last week we'll have a catch-up meeting with them on zoom so i started off um how are you she burst into tears Aww. okay i'll come back to you how are you she but everyone oh. i was in tears at the end of the moment like it's just that we're just all missing people yeah you know, it just seems to be getting harder and i think you know you have your facebook memories pop up i think this uh. the weekend just gone was like the last weekend or one of the last weekends that people were going out and i remember i had an event on this time last year at the weekend you know obviously covid was happening and it was very sort of like oh should we go should we not go and then little did we realize that i think it's next weekend is a year that we all locked down and it's like yeah. gosh just didn't see that coming yeah, and then I got, in the uk i was in the uk training and i was supposed to train someone on the monday i just had a feeling and they'd mucked me about so i said look you need to come to the training on friday so they said yeah so i got the flight on the saturday um there weren't many people on the flight and as we got to the airport 
they said, um, okay, we don't know whether Spain's going to let us in. Yeah, when they let us go. And then we landed and they said, yes, they've let us land, but we don't know whether they're going to let you in. So we all, yeah, when we landed, then they said, yep, they're going to let you in. Yeah, but they don't know whether they're going to let you through passport control. So we're all like, our hearts are going boom, boom. <laughs> and there's only like 20 of us on the flight, if that. Anyway, so we got through and then we had all that confusion because we didn't know them. We were in a state of alarm. So we shouldn't have been actually out at all. My husband came to pick me up and he didn't realise we are in a state of alarm because, you know, when they translate stuff in, into English, it's really bad, really bad. You don't actually understand the way they're saying. So then we got home and then on the next day we went out to pick some doors up and then um, somebody said to me, you do realise lockdown started yesterday morning, don't you? <laughs> massive fines if we were caught oh gosh i do think there was even in england though there's a lot that wasn't clear for quite some time the only thing that was clear was beauty could not open (laughs) there was a lot that was not clear oh no no that wasn't clear to everybody though was it no because they're so special and different they can open yeah Um, yeah no it wasn't clear well what are you doing for this afternoon in your lovely sunny day um i'm training this afternoon actually on ultrasonic microtherapy you know the skin scrubber oh yeah Um, i love that yeah i've got that in my uh, range we were just talking about that in my stockist group the other day actually on the benefits of it a lot of people don't know about that do they but it is really really good they're not expensive the devices um but unfortunately you have to get insurance people say i've got i've got level three will you talk that on your level three no so you haven't got insurance so you need to do the course um i think you get amazing results um you're on my you're on my live this week are you this week you're living with me yes Thursday. Yes, it is. is it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday morning, isn't it? Nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exciting. Do, do. Oh, so I'll see you twice this week then. <laughs> yeah, oh, and no, I've got what have I got? I've got a couple of lives on today. So one this afternoon on identifying your ideal client. Oh, good one. And then this morning's well, this afternoon's is a woman and she's been in the industry, but she's done a lot of treatments across the world um, in um, third world countries. Oh, so okay. I think she's sharing, sharing her journey oh. on what happened there. That's oh, quite interesting. Look out for that one. Nice. Or if not, you have them on replay anyway, don't you? So I could always watch it. On yes, replay. have them on replay. Yeah. Yes. I do watch quite yeah. a few on replay because they are really interesting. Right. Yeah, because they're really interesting. Yeah. And I do like to just, it's taking other people's experience as well, isn't it? And mm, I know you've had some yeah. skincare people on that have made products and I find those so interesting. You know, some I can totally relate to what they're saying. And then, you know, others, it's quite inspiring. And then, yeah, just different treatments, different experiences. I love it. I have my own perfume range at the moment. It's only going to be like, um, I'm not going to, like, launch it launch it when people come here because what we want to do is when people leave we want to give them a gift um so it's going to be you know we're going to plant a tree or um i'm making soap so it's all going to be from the land we were going with the olives but we collected some olives and we brined them and did everything disgusting so they're not having the olives (laughs) and we have to think about what they can take back to the uk now olives probably wouldn't yeah um so it'd be like um yeah all sorts of things that we're going to do on the land my husband wants to do bees okay oh yeah but think of the honey Mm. And it's very, I mean, the honey over here, in this area particularly, is beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't want bees. Thank no, you. I'd leave him to do the beekeeping. I'd just have the honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said, buy some land 20 miles away from me, and yes, you may be able to do that. <laughs> but not on my land, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah.
keep a distance, but just bring the back. <laughs> oh gosh, we could talk forever, couldn't we? There's so I know, much we to could, say. We? So much to say. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's okay. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I've really loved it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Louisa Ashford. I hope you have got so much value from this podcast. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my Podbean channel. And also don't forget to take a look at my YouTube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos. There is also the membership site, louisaashford.co.uk. And of course, the free Facebook group where there is loads of educational material creating salon success. Thanks so much.